0: Thank you for joining us at Luminous Church. And this morning, we hope that you see Jesus clearly.
1: so good. Hey, at this time, we're going to have our campus ministers come up, so I asked Austin to stay up here, and Elisa's coming up with a couple of students um, this morning, and so we, we're kind of off our groove a little bit. We had baptisms this morning. I'm going to talk about that in just a moment, but our college students just took a region retreat, and if you didn't know, that, they weren't here last week, and so they're here this week. Can we hear it from the Roadrunners? A <laughs> couple of them, a couple of them. Hey man, we were so excited. They had a great time. I think uh, some students from some other colleges and universities were there as well. And so what, what I wanna do is I wanna bring up our campus ministers, Austin Fontenot and Elisa Luevano, and um, they're gonna have a couple of student testimonies. And so these students, let me just say one, you bring up somebody on stage who, who doesn't often do this. They just need a lot of encouragement from you. And so, so can we clap for these students? And uh, ladies first, as always. Okay, men, men lead,
0: so here we, here we go. Yes. If y'all don't know, this is Aaron. He's our president of Every Nation on campus. And so I'm just going to pass it off to him. All right. Uh, so this weekend, or this last last weekend, we had our region retreat. Um, going in, didn't really, I kind of had some expectations. Um, uh, just had an open mind about it. Didn't know what to expect uh, from everyone. Everyone told me it was pretty great. So I was like, okay, I mean. I already paid my money. I'm locked in now. <laughs> so um, when we get there, oh man, it's, it's a beautiful place out uh, out past Spicewood. It's awesome. Like this lake, you can see the water, a bunch of hills and trees, and um, and then we check in, and then when the worship starts, oh man, it's awesome. It's it's live. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, there's so many people. Like it's it's crazy to see all those many people there, like just worshiping God, and, like in such a such a, at such a high level it was awesome, and and then the following day was when all the sessions and all the all of the talks started, and oh man, it was it was like a wake up call almost. It was like, it was empowering. Um, I felt like like most of it was directed towards me, and I was like, okay, I get you, big man. <laughs> so um, I definitely, if I ever had any expectations, they were met and exceeded through that, and. Now I'm just feeling empowered just to go out there and just to bring disciples to this church and to the campus. Yes.
2: Yes, what our UTSA students like to say with their hands extended like this when they like something, they say yes. Not yes, but yes. It's a generational thing, I don't know. So let's hear it, UTA students. Yes, come on, Luminous. Yes! Thank you. Thank you for... This makes them feel good. We're bridging the gap here. We're bridging the gap. So here we have the lovely Sarah Zapata. She's been a part of our ministry for two semesters, and she stepped out in faith to go uh, to our region fall retreat. So Sarah, tell us a little bit of how it went.
0: Hey, friends. Okay. Um, So... I heard about region through some of my friends here at um UTSA and some people here at Luminous and um I wasn't really sure what to expect. I heard there was a lot of people hyping it up and they're oh it's so fun and worship and all and I was like, okay, all right, I'll go. So I ended up going and wow, it was amazing. Um I can't even describe it. Um So it really like strengthened my faith. I've been um, here at um, Luminous and ENC, but going to something like that where it's so concentrated and everyone's there for the same purpose as you are. And even if you are really strong, like in your faith, it's just very like renewing and strengthening. And I really enjoyed it.
2: Yes. Thank you, church, for supporting our college ministry. Thank you, Pastor Ben. We couldn't do this without you guys. We love y'all.
1: Hey, y'all stay up here real quick. Hey, we're going to pray for the campus. And so um, we've been believing God for the campus, been believing for students, students like Aaron. And uh, just believing that God's gonna do amazing things in the campus and on the campus. And so, if you would just extend your hands towards these as just a representation of your faith towards the campus. And so, Jesus, we just thank you, Father. We thank you, God, for fully funded campus ministers like Austin and Elisa, God, who could step on the campus 40 hours a week plus just to love students and share the gospel. And Jesus, I just pray, God, that you would strengthen them, God, that they would not grow weary, Father. thank you, God, for just the leadership of our students in this campus ministry, God. We pray that you would just expand and increase the territory there, Father. We just thank you for what you're doing. Would you just bless them, God? I pray that, God, all their days would prosper on the campus, Father. God, there would be fruit, many more salvations, many more students turning to the heart of the Father. God, we just pray that you would do amazing things, Lord, and we just pray, God, That our church would have a burden and a heart and a passion to reach the next generation. God, that we would not be so self-focused, but God, we would be outward focused to see lives changed uh, beyond us, Father. So right now, God, we just declare UTSA as yours. We declare this land for your kingdom. And God, we're just praying for fruit to multiply in Jesus' name. And if you agree with that, would you say amen? amen? Amen. Give these guys a hand. Thank you so much. For being so bold, so bold. Man, not only were they bold in their testimonies of faith up here, which is always exciting. It's exciting to know that we're, we're a church. And, and when people come in here, they, they say, man, you're a young church. You're a young church. So I invited my dad to come and hang out with us so we can bridge the gap. <laughs> and so, dad, thanks for taking one for the team. But, uh, man, we, we're not just a young church. We're a church that believes in multiple. Generations that God is reaching old and young and that's not just not just physically but spiritually We believe that God's going to reach people old in faith and young in faith and they're going to come into this house And when I say this house what i'm talking about is you i'm talking about this church I'm talking not just these walls, but the life that this church has they're going to come into this house And those who are old in faith are going to disciple those young in faith and they're going to invest in them and you have done so well in doing that. So I applaud you and I honor you, which leads me to our message on honor, which I'm so excited about. But before I do, three students stepped out in faith, making a declaration before man that they're going to follow Jesus all the days of their life which I think is huge. It's a huge declaration, a huge commitment of faith. And so here we have a couple of pictures of our baptisms before service. So here we have Laura. Laura's amazing. She gave her life to Jesus on a 10-day mission trip to San Antonio where 40 college students came to share the gospel. And Jaron and another lady reached out to Laura and started sharing the gospel with her. She responded to the love of Jesus and she accepted Jesus as her Lord. And here she is today, this morning, making that decision. Next, we have Sammy. Sammy Sammy's so sweet. If you don't know Sammy, get to know Sammy. If you're in that older generation, adopt Sammy. Love on Sammy and tell her how awesome she is and how much God loves her. But she decided today I'm going to make a declaration of faith. I'm going to make a declaration of faith. And lastly, we have, we have the man leading out Mark Mark is amazing he's an amazing young man of God and and uh and we're so pumped for Mark making this decision of faith and 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 his mom was trying to make it. he was trying to surprise his mom and his mom missed it and so mom I want to apologize to you in front of everyone uh, we we tried to do baptisms before 10 so we don't get in bad standings with the theater but but I, I, I will assure you this, Mom, for the next kids that get baptized, we're going to make sure their parents are here to witness that. And so I do apologize to you, and, uh, but we have that recorded. We want to share that with you. And so if you have that recorded, um, we will get that to Mark uh, this week. And so um, that's awesome. Can we give God a big hand for just those three big, big Things, Big monumental things. Man, God is doing so much in our church. This week has been a crazy week for me. We went to a gateway conference. We left Monday morning or Sunday night. Sunday night. I actually want to bet with Tyler. I won $20 from Tyler because he said that we wouldn't leave before 830. And if you bet Ben Chapman, you better, you better bet on this. And he is competitive. And he also needs $20. So... So I won that bet. We went to Gateway Conference. It was awesome just getting imparted to it in our, with our staff, some of our staff there. And that Monday night, we brought David Oakes, who is up here leading worship sometimes, sometimes playing the drums. And And his wife is nine months pregnant, um, which is amazing. And, and she said, hey, if if I have contractions, you need to get my man home. And it, and her mom was right there and said, you better get him home. And that's all I heard that day is I better get him home. Well, 17 days early, Lauren has contractions at 1130 at night. Now, we thought it was just gas. We were hoping it was just gas because we wanted to do our midnight wad and and we wanted to do all this other stuff, but it was not. And so at 1230, we hit the road. We drove all through the night, and a beautiful, beautiful baby boy, uh, Nolan Hank, was born. Now, why is that relevant to you? Well, because Lauren is on staff with us. She serves as our children's director, and she is so faithful, so amazing. And, uh, and so we just want to honor her today. And so what we're going to do is... We want to take care of them. We want to take care of their meals at night. And so we're going to set up a care calendar for you to get on board with that, to take them meals, to love on them in a practical way. In fact, this is how we're going to do that. Jill Snelson will be at our discipleship table right after service. And you can just, hi, Jill. (laughs) They just see a hand. (laughs) After service, they're like, hey, can I see your hands? Is that you, Jill? So. Jill will be at our discipleship table. And so if you wanna get on a care calendar and love on them and take them a meal, we would highly encourage that. And so why am I talking about all these announcements? Because God is doing a lot in our church. He's doing a lot in our church. And I believe that we're a church that has life. And God is not only giving life physically, but he's giving life spiritually. And both are to be celebrated. Both are amazing. Pastor Chris Pate was here last week with us. He did a phenomenal job, didn't he? I think he did incredible. Let's give him a hand so he, when he listens to this podcast, he just feels so encouraged by you. Man, he talked about humility, and he did it in such a way that I don't think I could have done it justice. You see, I'm a man who doesn't have a lot of humility, believe it or not. And uh, I'm asking God for more humility. I want to be a humble man. And, uh, and to follow up that message, today we're going to talk about Honor. Honor, and I think this one is hard to talk about too. In fact, I I should have had J. Tom or Jarrett preach this one because they are men who know how to honor. They are men who love honor. It's amazing. It's amazing how these men serve honor and and just know how to do that. They honor so well, and I honestly have a hard time honoring. I have a hard time honoring, and it's because I'm rebellious. You see, wherever rebellion is, honor is absent. Wherever rebellion is, honor is absent we 'll see this all the time. You see this with any authority position you see you 're not called to respect your authority, believe it or not. You see respect is earned, but you are called to honor them. You are called to honor all authority, and honor is given and it 's given it 's given with grace because you see you see the person in authority, the person in leadership. They don't oftentimes deserve honor, do they? Any amens? Any other rebellious people out there? No, they don't oftentimes deserve honor. And yet God says you should honor them. Really, oftentimes they may not deserve respect, but you can honor somebody and not respect their decisions. You can honor somebody. You can love them. You can recognize them and esteem them without respecting their decisions. We see this with Daniel. 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 Back in the book of Daniel. He is under King Nebuchadnezzar. And, and he didn't really respect a lot of the king's decisions, did he? The king was awful. He was horrible. He was torturing people. He was putting people in slave. He was enslaving people. He was a wicked, wicked man. And yet Daniel honored him. And yet Daniel honored him. He followed him in captivity. He served him. He esteemed him. He, he recognized that he was a king. You see, honor is something that you give, and you give freely. You give freely, and you should give freely, but it's a virtue that is being lost in this generation. It's a virtue that's being lost more and more, and it's maybe this, because there's a third of children that are born today are born illegitimately. 25 million children Are raised in a single family home and not that a single parent can't can't bestow honor upon them but what is happening is this generation is becoming fatherless more and more and when you lose the heart of the father you don't really understand honor as much as you would otherwise you see men intrinsically have honor within them they have honor within them have you ever met a man who talks bad about his wife it rarely happens. You see, there's a code in men who say, man, I honor my wife. And, and although, although I may really be uh, disgusted by some things that she's doing, I'm going to honor her and I'm not going to talk about her. But women, women have a hard time honoring their husbands. You see, oftentimes women will talk about the man over and over again to their girlfriends, and and they struggle with gossip. and, And so intrinsically, men somewhat know this, but as a fatherless generation is being born more and more, and we need spiritual fathers in this house to meet a void to teach virtues that are being lost, to teach virtues that are being lost over And over and over again and it's why in this church in this house I believe that there are spiritual fathers that are stepping up stepping up to help children to help fill a void to take care of the widow and the orphan to take care of those who are single to instill into them what are these virtues now virtues do not save right and so, therefore, it is hard. We don't glorify a virtue. Most religions, most religions will take virtues, and that is their means to an end. If I, if I honor, if I respect, if I, if I do these things, if I, if I practice goodness and my moral code is up there, then I will inherit eternal life. So they, they do this in order to get something. We do virtues because we already got something. We honor because Jesus and what he has done and because who he is and what he has done for us. You know, I understood this, you know, the maid of honor, right? How many of you have been a maid of honor before? Hopefully, uh, no men are raising their hands. So, thank you. So, maid of honors, right? Maid of honors. Right now, you know, when you're a maid of honor, it's, it's a nice title, you know, um, you know, men have best men, women have maid of honors, and as we were at this wedding last night, I, I noticed that the maid of honors of Alyssa Jobert were amazing. They were amazing. They, they understood their role, but I have done several weddings where, where there was a maid of honor, and she had the title, she had the position, but she didn't do anything with it. She didn't honor the bride. She didn't serve the bride. You're a maid of honor because, because they esteem you and they value you. And in essence, you should begin to value, value them. We, we've lost this code. And, and I believe this is something that God wants back for us. Proverbs eighteen twelve says this. Before destruction, a man's heart is haughty. But humility comes before honor. Humility comes before honor. And I think if you didn't listen to last week's message, it's the greatest place to start if you've lost the virtue of honor. If you lost that virtue of honor, it's the greatest place to start because once you have humility, then you can begin to honor. Once you're humble, then then you are esteemed. To get high, you you must get low first, right? To get high, you must get low first. It's what we see over and over and over again. You know, I, I believe that this generation has lost honor a lot, and we've noticed this. I, I deal with, I'm, I'm the youth pastor right now, the pseudo-youth pastor, which is awesome. Like, back in my day, man, I loved youth ministry, and I'm getting crazy again, aren't I, babe? Too crazy, probably. But what I noticed about this generation is I... I, I for 10 years, I sowed into this next generation talking about honor and talking about who God is. And, and they would come up to me and oftentimes would talk about their parents. They would talk about their parents and, and they would have rebellion towards their parents. They wouldn't listen to their parents. and They wouldn't do what, what their parents said. And I believe, I believe that if this generation honored their parents, they would start seeing their parents get saved. And God would start moving in their parents' life and in their family. You see, when you honor somebody, when you love them so well, what happens is not only are they esteemed, but God is glorified. God is glorified in that. And when he's glorified, he's magnified. As his glory shines, he begins to get bigger and larger, and it's all we can see. And if so if, if the presence of God is missing in your house, then I would encourage you, Look at that virtue of honor and see if it's missing. Psalms twenty two twenty three 23 says this. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, honor him, revere him. All you descendants of Israel. To honor others, we must learn to honor God first. Out of the overflow of honor God, we'll find ourselves honoring one another. It'll happen over and over again in our life. In 1 Peter 2, 17, it says this, honor everyone, everyone, including the police officer who just pulled you over this week because you were speeding. Honor him, honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king, honor the king. Honor those in leadership, honor those who rule over you, honor them. If we're gonna honor God and honor others, we must get out of our seat. We must get out of our seat. If we're gonna honor God and honor others, we must get out of our seat and we must give it up. You know, I, there was a tradition, once upon a time in the United States, and I, I don't know where this tradition started, but when, when a woman or somebody would come into the room, full, filled of men sitting, what would the men do? Stand up, right? They would stand up, and it's a, it's a sign of honor. It's a sign of honor that welcome to the room. We honor you for being here. Your presence alone is worth honor. It's something that we've lost. You know, I, 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 I would go over to somebody's house, and, and when it's time to go, I'll leave, and they'll still be sitting on the couch, which is just crazy to me. It's so bizarre to me because I was taught in my house. When you honor a guest, you get up, and you walk them to the door, and you see them out, and you bless them something that we've lost, something that's fading away. And I I really believe that God, God wants that to come back up because it's a virtue that we so desperately need and a virtue that we value at Luminous Church. You honor God and others by not only getting up out of your seat, but offering your seat. offering your seat. I love competition. Did y'all know this? I love to compete and I'm really bad. You know, there's nothing worse than an unathletic man who loves to compete. It's, it's horrible. The other day, I, I took Russ, Doc, Doc, we call him, Dr. Russ, to the tennis court, and I had a secret weapon, Tad. Now, he didn't know he had a secret weapon because he's 50, but Tad, Tad can play, man. And so, so Russ brings his young, so and athletic looking, and veins popping out of his body, and it was awesome, and I was like, this guy surely is good. So a new level of competition rose up in me. And I believed, I believed that we were going to take the victory and we played tennis so hard. I've never, never seen somebody play tennis so hard. I mean, they were going after the ball. Their elbows were hurting. They were sore for the next several days. I love competition. I love competition. And you know, competition is not bad. In fact, God has encouraged competition. In Romans 12, 10, it says this, love One another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor. Outdo one another in showing honor that that we should be competing to show honor. It's what we used to do when the woman walked through the door. Every man jumped out of their seat and the first one up was the best. Outdo one another. Can you believe this? Can you believe that God would want us to compete? about this, that he would want us to show each other up. It's crazy that God would want you to show each other up, but that's what he's looking for. He's looking for men who are going to show each other up in honor, They're going to outdo one another. They're going to be very, very competitive. I have friends who are so competitive that they refuse to play board games with their wives. It's like, no, no, I get too angry. I can't play board games. Maybe you're one of these friends. That friend who, who, just, who can't, just loses it, can't, can't control him or herself. And so they just refuse to play the game. They refuse to play the game. And what I think happens oftentimes in church and religion is we look at the text and we look at the word and we look at these things and God is saying, he's, what we're saying to God is, you know what? I really can't honor people with the right heart. So maybe I shouldn't honor. It, it says you should give a cheerful giver God loves. Well, I'm not that cheerful giving, so I just won't give. You, you should love one another. Well, man, I'm not good at loving, so I'm just not gonna love at all but I'm not going to hate either. And so what we do is we, we take these commands. We take these, these things that God suggests and we remain idle. We remain idle. And guess what? My friend who doesn't play the game is being selfish. He's being selfish. You see, because it's, it's not the fact that he can't play comp- do competition because he gets angry, right? It's the fact that his heart is wrong in the competition that he's lost the whole point of the competition. The competition is to have fun, to enjoy one another, to laugh with your wife and have a moment, but instead you're sitting on the couch watching football all day because you get too angry when you have fun and compete. And I think that we do this oftentimes That with honor. Well, I'm just not good at it. i got a bad attitude. I don't want to hold that door, that door. Change your heart. Don't change the action. Change your heart and don't change the action. Because if you give up on the action, your heart will never change. It will never catch up. It will never catch up. Have you ever stepped out and prayed for somebody to be healed? Well, God, once you speak to me that they need healing, then I'm going to go. Then I'm going to go. I'm going to pray for them. God doesn't work like that. God wants you to walk out and take a step of faith. And as you take a step towards him, he's going to take a step towards you. It's, that's the way it works every time. We have to be people of action. We have to move. God wants us to move. and He wants our heart to catch up. Man, if you, if you hate giving, start giving. Start giving. Start just giving your money away. Just give it away to anybody you see, anybody you have in need. They give your money away to the homeless person and love them and bless them. And as you release blessing and blessing and blessing and blessing, your heart will become less callous. It'll start opening up. And as you give your money to that man on the side of the street, you do it enough, you're gonna engage him in relationship. As you engage him in relationship, you're gonna understand his circumstance. You're gonna understand why he's there and what got him to that point. You're gonna understand that you can begin to pray for him and ask God and his love, Would it fill that man up in a new way, a new sense, and you find new hope and new peace? See, if you're sitting around waiting idle, oh, man, I just can't raise my hands in worship. Maybe when I feel like it. Maybe when I feel like it. Maybe when it's my jam. Huh, Tyler? No pressure. Maybe this one is my jam. I'm going to raise a finger. Woo! Woo! New drummer. Bro, if you come in here discouraged, come in here disappointed, beat up, raise your hands. Raise your hands and worship him. And I guarantee you, God is going to overflow. You see, I believe in a God and trust a God who shows up. He shows up. He's not silent. He's not silent anymore. He's speaking and he's giving and he's loving. Honor God and others. By not only getting out of your seat, not only offering your seat and saying you can have my seat, but scooting people up to the table. Scooting them up to the table. Have you ever taken your wife on a date or maybe some fine lady, college students, and and you you opened up and you you scooted the chair back and she sat there it would be worthless if she wasn't next to the table you see all the food would fall on her lap she would be looking weird she would be trying to scoot over she would be doing the awkward rocking chair motion all the way up to the table no scoot the chair in and serve do it completely as the worship team comes and helps close us out this morning i believe That God is calling us to take up the virtue of honor. That we'd be a people who honor one another. That we would outdo one another in love in all things. And this is a very, very difficult thing. To outdo one another in love. It It is so challenging. But I believe we should do it. I believe that we should have men who open doors for ladies. I believe that we should have men who would serve In any way, in any possibility, anything, any scenario that they would serve and give. I believe we should have a yes ma'am, yes sir mentality. I believe that we should honor one another and consider one another and love one another. I believe that we should do this. I believe this is what God's calling us to. You know, Jesus, he was not afraid to give up his seat, so comfortable in heaven, sitting next to God, perfect, without suffering. But Jesus gave up his seat. He came down on earth, and he gave us the example in Matthew 9, 9. He goes up to a tax collector, the most hated of them all, the one taking everyone's money. And Jesus went on from there. And he saw a man called Matthew sitting in the tax collector's booth. And he said to him, follow me. And he got up and followed him. then it happened that as Jesus was reclining at the table in the house, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and were dining with Jesus and his disciples. Jesus gave up his seat. So that tax collectors and sinners like you and like me, those far away from God who are hopeless and abandoned. He gave up his seat so that we could sit there and we could dine. If you find yourself not honoring, well maybe it's, you don't realize that Jesus honored you. He honored you. He, he became lowly and esteemed you and adopted you. This morning, several people made a confession of faith in Jesus. Said that I don't want to sit on my seat any longer. I don't want to be the God of my life. But I want Jesus to sit there. I want him to be the God of my life. I'm going to give it up and let him reign there. And I'm going to bring other people so that they could sit at the feet of Jesus. And maybe this morning you're far away from God. Maybe you don't know God. Maybe you feel so separate from God. I want to give you an opportunity in this moment. This opportunity to make God the Lord of your life. And it's through his son Jesus. And if you would stand with me and close your eyes. Father, we just thank you. Jesus, thank you for giving up your seat for us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you that you outdid us in love. And if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, with every eye closed and every head bowed, if you never made him the Lord of your life, I want to give you an opportunity to do that. And if you would, just raise your hand that I want Jesus, the Lord of my life. I want him to come and be the Lord of my life. And a raising of hand is, does nothing, but it just says that God's moving in my heart, and I want him to reign. So, Jesus, you see every hand, and so, Father, we just pray, God, that you would come right now, and as they make a simple prayer, King Jesus, reign in my life. Forgive me, and make me new, make me clean. In Jesus' name, amen. You can put your hand down. I want Tyler and the team just to lead us in a song of reflection, and then I'm going to come back up and dismiss us.
2: Every part of my world, take this life and breathe on this heart. life and breathe on this this heart that is This life and breathe on this heart. That is nice. And oh the joy i found, surrendering my crown at the feet. The king who has drawn near. Yeah. Listen, we lift up a shout to the Lord. life breathe on
1: this heart that is now yours. We praise you, God, Father. We love you. We love you. We honor you, God. We honor you, God. You, you are highly esteemed in our lives, God. So we honor you. Let's honor him with a clap this morning. Let's honor God for he is worthy, for he is holy. We honor you. We praise you, God. You are worthy this morning. You are worthy this morning for new life, for new breath, just for who you are, God. We honor you in Jesus' name everybody said amen. Hey, on your way out this morning, we have prayer workers right up here. If you need prayer for anything, come get prayer this morning. Go see Jill if you want to take Lauren and David a meal. We love you. Have an amazing, amazing week.